you have to pay attention to what's happening in your market and your economy because it's so predictable when you actually have a pulse on what is happening. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Welcome back, Right Club Nation, to The Right Club Podcast. My name is Sarah Larby and my co-host, Alfonso Salemi. We are excited to be here today. We've got a great two ladies on our show today that we're interviewing. But before we get into that, Alfonso, what have you been up to? Uh, we're just rocking and rolling with the rent-to-owns. Recently just hit 100 rent-to-own projects and many more on the horizon. Actually, it's funny, similar to what we when we told everybody we were going to go skydiving. So now we sent out a newsletter and said we want to hit 200 by the end of 2020. So we're under two years and we got to get another 100. Just keep putting those things in place, implementing that looking at other types of investments too that are more passive that we're not managing and operating. So yeah, looking at that. And how about yourself, Sarah? What are you up to? What are you looking at? Yeah. So I've also been working on a couple online courses. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and, you know, wanted to learn more. So I I did a bunch of video modules and, uh, and there's actually ongoing calls that I provide some coaching on and it's actually quite affordable. If somebody wants to know more about it, they can go directly to my website, but it's a small group of students and I just share everything that I know about getting started in real estate investing from how to find the right market, how to find the right property, how to make offers and how to even find tenants to the end and management, et cetera, et cetera. So if you guys are interested in that, Sarah Larby forward slash rise and get more information on that. And then I've also done some mini courses on Udemy. So I, uh, I'm excited about that because I can share, I like, I love sharing what I know as much as I can and help others. And yeah, so that's what I've been up to. And that's, that's amazing, Sarah. And, you know, as a testament, I, I you know, haven't taken the, the training or course. I've seen some pieces of it. We were talking about your different components, but even just the conversations that we have outside of the right club and, and all the different things. I know even when it comes to our normal, quote unquote, rental properties and the screening process, you were so helpful and instrumental showing the resources and, and the stuff that you've done with me when we're finding tenants for the triplex in Hamilton or other rental properties. So if you haven't checked it out, like Sarah is just a wealth of information and it's so important, whatever strategy you're doing, whether it's the birth strategy and listen to Sarah or, uh, you know, rent to own and talking to me, but having somebody that's walked that path, that's done it. And that's showing you the right way. You're not going to ask a bird how to swim. You're not going to ask a fish how to fly. So why are you asking or getting help from people that aren't doing what you want to do? Seek out the people that are doing that strategy, that plan, whatever, living the lifestyle that you eventually see and reach out and, and offer something to them, whether it's time, money, resources, whatever that case is, and trade off and learn if that's something that you want to do. So right on you, Sarah. And I know it's so important to you, the, the, the people that you help out. I've met a few of your, your, your coaching clients and they've gained some success and now have properties in their portfolio. And I always say, once you show people or once you see it, you can't unsee it. So good for you for shedding that light and, and helping so many so many people and, and that's awesome. But uh, yeah, in, in that breath, we had an amazing interview with Alyssa and Rochelle from Epic Alliance. They're out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I had never been there. Sarah, I don't know if you've ever been. In the never. That is uh, one area of Canada I have yet to, uh, well, there's a few, but this is definitely one I haven't been yet to. What about yeah. you? Yeah. And they were such a great team and they had a different spin 
on the whole rental property and, and how they work out. And they kind of said it was like a discombobulated rent to own. So that was kind of cool. And, but yeah, what did you take from the podcast, Sarah? Definitely don't want to share too much yet, but I would say like, if you guys listen to this, you will get a strategy that we have not heard of before. I mean, this, yeah. this strategy that they're doing, I would probably say that they're probably the only ones I know that yeah are implementing this. So it is really cool. It is a really unique way to work with other people's money and make these deals work. And I would just leave it at that. I think it's pretty good to uh, keep it a surprise. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And they are going to be speaking. We mentioned a couple times in the podcast, but they are going to be speaking at the Right Club event on April 23rd. So if you haven't gotten your tickets and registered yet, please go online to therightclub.com, register. We've moved all of our registration online now. So there's makes it nice and easy to get in there. We really want to make it efficient and more time for networking and less time standing in line waiting for a ticket. So get onto the website, register for that event as well. And while you're on the website and, and doing that, if we deserve it, please give us a five-star rating. Tell us what you think. We want to hear your reviews, what you want to hear on the podcast, what you want more of, what you want less of. Please feel free to review. And yeah, you guys are definitely in for a treat today. So I don't know, Sarah, you want to get to this podcast? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, welcome to the episode, Alyssa and Rochelle from Epic Alliance in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, somewhere I've never been, but uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for having us. Yeah, so Sarah and I are really excited to interview you guys. You guys are going to be on our stage at the Right Club on April 23rd, so we're really pumped up about that. So for our listeners and for the Right Club Nation that haven't met you or don't know too much about you, why don't you kind of uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves? Sure. We love talking all about how we met and everything. Our, our first step is usually we start with our joke. We met in prison and that usually throws everybody for a loop. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that Rochelle and I are a pair of female electricians. And in Saskatchewan, to become electricians, you have to move either to a city called Prince Albert or Moose Jaw. So either north or south of Saskatoon to take the schooling. And while we were both attending school, Rochelle was a first year apprentice. I was a third year. We never, we should have never met by all rights. Should have never met because you just, you're, you're so in your schooling, you should have never met. And we both were asked to volunteer to actually speak to the Pine Grove inmates, uh, female inmates about non-traditional work. And that's how we met by giving back. We were actually serving the community. So hold on. So you actually met That is really cool. I thought you guys were just joking, but there is actually no. <laughs> I love that. Very cool. So actually, even before we get into real estate investing, so why electricians? Different reasons. Yeah. Um, for myself, it was just that I was 28 and I was going to be 30 soon. And I love working. I've always liked making money. I've always worked two pretty much full-time jobs. I'm used to 80 hour work weeks just because I just like the hustle. And so for myself, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like a grown up where I should probably start <laughs> acting like a grown up pretty soon. So I, I thought I should get a career. And I like the idea of a trade because I dislike school, but I love learning. And because it's hands-on and it's kind of that whole earn while you learn. And so I was like four years, you work 10 months, go to school for two times up by four. I could probably handle that. So that was <laughs> the reason I got into it. And actually the long story that like short, long, but the end vision was I wanted to go work on the offshore rigs because I knew another person who had done that. And basically he worked for a month and then he got to travel for a month because they would fly you anywhere around the world. They didn't care if they flew you back to Canada or they flew you to Australia or China or whatever. And this guy had done this since he was 18. He was retiring at 48. 
and he had bought revenue properties on the side. And so I was like, I want to be you. And that was my original foray. And then I met this one and the vision <laughs> kept the, the same, but the journey changed. Yeah. And then for me to become an electrician was by accident because I was an equipment operator doing high voltage power line construction. And then we had a change of management and the manager decided, hey, if you want to keep your job, you either have to become a lineman or electrician. Well, I was well in my 30s and I'm going, oh, Lord, I'm a little on the older side to be starting to climb poles. So I chose electrician. And then I also looked at it, too, for different reasons. I could run my own business. I could go somewhere else with it. I could do all kinds of things with it. So that's why I became one. Wow. Okay, cool. So and what was your introduction or your first steps into real estate? How did you hear about it? What made you get on the path? Again, kind of the universe putting out the steps, right? So during school, I like we obviously became quick friends and you know, we'd go for lunch together every once in a while, just nattering back and forth, right? We knew we were both in Saskatoon and oh, maybe we'll hang out after school, what, whatnot. So I had actually bought my first house when I was 20. It was a five bedroom house and I lived shared accommodation style. I just rented out four bedrooms for years, right? But then all of a sudden in 2008, an anomaly happened and literally within six months, all the house prices in Saskatoon tripled in value. So the house I had bought for 100,000 was now overnight valued at 300,000. So I was like, I don't need this big house. I'm just going to sell it. So eight years later, I got tired of living with roommates and sharing my kitchen and bathrooms and stuff. And so I ended up selling that house and then buying a little house in the hood. And then I bought a little house where it was cheap and uh, where I could put, build a basement suite because I wanted to learn more about being hands-on and doing stuff on my own. And I figured, hey, if I screw stuff up and it's my house, who cares, right? Mm -hmm. so in the meantime, as an electrician, I needed to supplement my income. So I started delivering pizza. So I was literally for eight months working full-time as a pizza delivery driver and full-time as an apprentice electrician. So it turns out I bought this little house with the means for the, the intentions to build a basement suite. But when you work 80 hours a week, apparently there's no free time. So after school, I had told my boss that I was going to take a month off to build this basement suite. So this came up in conversation with Alyssa and she's like, oh my God, I have a month off. I'm going to come help you. And I was like, oh, that's very generous. I'm not going to take up on that offer because we're becoming friends and I don't work well with others. So thank you. But no. And she's like, no, 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 I'm doing this. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I can't even pay you. And then she's like, well, can you feed me? I'm a big Ukrainian. So if you feed me, you will come. <laughs> so basically after a month, we literally, like I was crazy. Like I'd never worked well with anybody like this in my life. And I always say it's like she knew how to handle me. And, um, and the big spinoff was the, while this was happening, her mind is this amazing machine and it never shuts off. And so she's like game planning all this stuff, right? Hey, you helped me build a basement suite. I, I, you're a single mom living with your parents, trying to go to school after going through a divorce. I'm going to help you build a basement suite. And then you know what? We're going to be electricians. We're going to have this extra money. Let's get these rentals and or flip properties. And I'm just going, what? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know. Yeah. Wow. And, then, and then essentially we found out of a rich dad real estate investing education, signed up for their courses. And it was kind of ironic there because we don't only known each other for like I think seven, seven months, months at that point yeah. and so we went to the, the free the three day seminar thing and yeah it was crazy I was blown away Alyssa had gone to one before me and then she's like you have to come this is amazing and then so I went and I was like holy man like this is this is it right and so Alyssa turned to me and is like do you think we could do this and I was like well yeah but I just sunk everything I have into my basement suite like I got no money that's gonna take me a long time to save up 40 grand right and mm -hmm. she's like well I have this awesome opportunity, she says, <laughs> call a divorce. So I have exactly $40,000 coming and I had yeah. the choice. Do I go and buy a house and put a down payment on a vehicle and start my life and carry on with the work I was doing or do I invest in us and something potentially bigger than us? And so I chose us. 
And it sounds like you picked the right choice at the end of the day. So how did you, so you went to the Rich Dad Education, so Alfonso also an alumni, so that's really good. And a lot of people that we have on the show as well talk about that course. And I mean, obviously there's some people that will never take action and then there's some people that take action and apply what they've learned, which is awesome. So what was the first deal? Like, how did you find it? How did you acquire it? What was it? What kind of strategy did you use? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was literally amazing textbook. So we actually took eight Rich Dad courses. So Alfonso, you would appreciate that because they were three day, they were all over yeah. Canada, right? So we were both working full time at that point in time. So we're using our air miles. We we're like eating at Burger King's McDonald's while we're on the road, not this fancy restaurant life. Like it was, it was wild. But again, we're big into mindset and like, how bad do you want it, right? So we took the eight courses in 10 months and then we did our three-day mentorship. And from there, that's when the wheel started kind of in motion to find our first pre-foreclosure property, which would be our first flip. And so it was literally textbook. Like we got it. It was 152,000 is what we got it for. The drive-by appraisal was 250,000 in a very desirable neighborhood. The market in Saskatoon at that point in time was very high. It was a seller's market. Like it was insane. People were selling crap for high prices. We don't sell crap, but we could still get high prices. So on that one, I know Rich said they explain that you shouldn't do, do the work yourself. We were trying to keep our costs down. So for that one, we knew all in our rental budget was 100 grand. So we basically needed to go find 250,000 to do that deal. And so we ended up finding a private money lender. And that was our one of two joint ventures. We've, we don't do joint ventures anymore. We do set percentages for our investors, but that was our first joint venture. So we did it with a 50-50 split. So we were the active side. We found the deal. We negotiated, got under contract, did all the work, got it sold. And then the money partner was just the money partner. And we split the profits 50-50. So they did very well. And uh, we did too, though, because we got our portfolio started out of that. And so we did the work. It took us about five months between myself and Alyssa and Alyssa's family. We pretty much did 70% of the work ourselves and then hired out a couple of the pieces. But yeah, it was bonkers. So we again, took everything from Rich Dad's. So we put up for sale sign out in front of the house like 10, 10, days, yeah, 10 yeah. days before it was even ready. And we had two full price offers. We had forecasted selling this property for 350. We sold it for 375. Like it was like, it was bananas. It, it was, was, it was so weird. Cause the sign went up and people would just start coming to the door yeah. going, so this house is for sale. Can I look at it? We're like, it's not, not done. done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. I want to look. Yeah, it was, it was, I love that. Creating that demand. That's cool. Yeah. 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 But again, this was a seller's market. And this is what we try to explain to people, right? You have to do what your market demands. And at that point, seller's markets, that's when you sell, right? When your market turns to a buyer's market, that's when you buy. And so again, fast forward, that was, you know, five and a half years ago, our market and our strategy has completely changed because now we're in a total buyer's market. So if we were still trying to flip the way we were flipping back then, we would be struggling. And there's a lot of people, especially a lot of people who were educated by Rich Dad, they couldn't adapt. So they went back to their day jobs. Right. Yeah. So we adapted. And I think that's our competitive advantage is because we're so quick on our feet and we're able to kind of play the markets wherever we are. That's right. And, and I know the eight classes that you're talking about and they are very in depth and those are, that's a commitment going across the country. Luckily I was in the GTA area. So a lot of the classes were available a short drive away, but for you guys to make Zero that commitment and yeah, yeah, there's not a, yeah, again, in Saskatoon, yeah, there's a lot of people that are going out and doing the real estate stuff, but Good on you for like having that commitment to go out there and doing it and making it happen. Again, we talk about it all the time, and Sarah mentioned it quickly, is taking that action. There's people throw up these barriers and excuses of why they can't do it. Like I love that you guys, you guys are in Saskatoon, crawling across the country, doing what you got to do to go and get educated and stuff like that. So 
And I love what you said about changing the market. So what are you currently actively doing now? What's your business look like? What are some of the things that you do on a day-to-day now? Fast forwarding, right? So like with our portfolio and as Rochelle stated, it completely took a 180. And now we have our two programs. We have our fund to flip and we have our hassle-free landlord program. And and they're a, a completely different strategy. So the fund to flip, we pair with investors to come in and be our bank basically to go in offer cash price, no conditions on properties. Then we turn around and renovate them into our hassle-free landlord program. And this is the program that's really putting us on the map because it's allowing mainstream people to buy a rental property, have our company be their tenant, and never have to look at it and just make a set return sitting back and never having to do anything really with it after it's all said and done. Okay, all right, very cool. So let's just fast forward. How long ago was it that you started your first purchase? The, uh, the, the first house you ever bought so five and a half mm-hmm. years ago yeah okay so let's just fast forward to today what does your portfolio look like and consist of uh, so we we acquire about a million plus more a week so we haven't done the new tab for this month but as of last month we were controlling over 40 million dollars worth of real estate wow. based in saskatoon here wow so all within that geographic area you're in that area congratulations that's incredible guys that's amazing absolutely um, how do you scale it? Like, how do you go from a handful of properties to what you're doing right now? Like, what was the key takeaways for here is a tip or two for scaling? So just a little bit of yeah. background. So basically in year one, we flipped one house. Year two, we flipped two houses. That year, I quit my job. I started doing this full time. The third year, we ended up creating our hassle-free landlord program. So we acquired control of $5 million worth of real estate. That's the year that Alyssa quit her job. So we both got into it full time. So that obviously freed up a lot of our time to now grow. And then at the end of year four, we started hiring more team members. Yeah. And at that point, we ended that year out at controlling 12 million. And our goal has always been to double our portfolio. Now, we didn't know what that was going to look like. I mean, we could have been in year three with four properties and then we could have been 10 in year five, but it just changed. And I think for us, it was hiring team members delegating and then creating systems yeah and i think i think some big big takeaways with that is there's two things make sure you're hiring the right team members when we first started we were again we're not business owners by nature right we had to learn some hard knocks (laughs) things and and hiring people was a big one and we had this grand vision initially oh we'll hire all these entrepreneurs and we'll team together and boy that was a flop No, in the end, what we've done is we've hired amazing people that just love doing their job and that's working phenomenally well. And then I think the other one is that I I don't recommend this for everyone, but for us at work, there was never a plan B. This was it. We were going to do this and that's it. And that's so common with a lot of our guests, a lot of the people that we meet and you're going to get the chance to meet when you come out in April is just that persistence. It's that, that go through that not going to let anything stop you to get through that. And, and it rubs off on each other when we get together on a monthly basis in, in Burlington, Ontario. And, you know, sometimes things are going negative or the market changes or there's rates or there's all kinds of factors that we can't control, but we're all working together. And you said it earlier was adapt. You definitely need to adapt because if you're staying with the one strategy and just having your blinders on, you're going to get left behind. You really are. And you're going to have to go and change it at that. So somebody that wants to, I guess, invest in, in Saskatoon, somebody like me that has no idea about it, where are the good areas? What kind of markets? What kind of properties? What are some of the things that you guys are having in your portfolio that you're managing? 
So what we ended up doing was we basically created a niche market in Saskatoon. So right now there are a lot of landlords that are struggling. The vacancy rate literally two years ago was zero. And now today it's 10%. Wow. Wow. Okay, so we had a lot of different things happen, but essentially we had over 3,000 migrant workers in Saskatoon and surrounding area because there was a potash mine expansion, actually two huge ones back to back. And it basically made it so that there was a 0% vacancy because people were renting out a closet for $500 a month. Like it was insane. Yeah, so literally closet. Yeah, like it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So basically what happened was all these people started catching wind that, hey, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is going to last forever. Again, this is why we try to explain to people like, you have to pay attention to what's happening in your market and your economy because it's so predictable when you actually have a pulse on what is happening, right? So we knew it was never going to last forever, but you know what? Ride the wave while it's happening and then just make sure when you're acquiring properties, you leave good enough margins that when the market changes, you're going to be able to reduce the rent and still cash flow. And that's what our model was. And so again, back then, we only got a few doors so at the height of the market. And again, we changed our strategy up and, and kind of went with that. But now we're at the point where we've been in active and handing out our business card, throwing out our name like candy for the last five and a half years. So now people are coming to us and they are literally throwing their entire rental portfolios at us being like, I'm out. Like yeah. they've been acquiring properties for the last 10 years. They made good. And they're like, what are you going to give me? So because we have the investors, thankfully, that we have to work with who just want to be passive, making incredible returns, we now have the money on our side so we can go get the volume. So that's all we're trying to do is build out the system and leverage it and create it. So when other people look at investing in Saskatoon, I always say you just got to know the market. You got to be very strategic. And literally, chances are people will make more investing with us passively then they will doing it on their own because of the systems we've already created. And we are very generous in our, our returns to our investors. I wanted to grab something out of what Rochelle said and like know your market area and those key indicators. And you said sometimes it can be obvious. So obviously Saskatoon, there's key indicators that you're looking in that, that translate across the country and, and across different cities. What are just a few of some of those key indicators that you look at that you said it's obvious so that maybe when people are looking at an area to invest in, what should they go look at? Well, I can go on and on about Saskatchewan because I'm that kind of girl. But some of the big ones here, obviously knowing your major factors for your economy. So I always pair Alberta and Saskatchewan against each other. So here in Saskatchewan, we have four major players when it comes to the economy. We have the potash mining, but then we also have uranium mining. We also then have the agriculture, the protein crops. I don't think people really understand how big feeding the world is as your Asian markets and your, your East Indian markets, the middle class increases, one of their biggest demands past housing is higher quality food. And so that's a huge player. And then Saskatchewan also has a whole bunch of other things going on. We have, there was a helium shortage in the world. We solved it. We have diamonds, we have gold, we have timber, we have like, I can go on and on. And so knowing how all of those play out are big. Then when you look at Alberta, for an example, they only had one big player, which was 36% of their economy. Hey, Right Club Nation. We wanted to take a moment to pause the podcast for a second and introduce you to our amazing sponsor, Danielle Chason, founder of Strategic Success Consulting. Danielle has been a longtime supporter and member of the Right Club, and she's also spoken on our stage many times before. Danielle is an expert real estate investor and has successfully completed many rehab projects, burrs, buy and holds, legal secondary suites, 
and several joint venture partnerships. She has also raised millions in private funds. Absolutely. And she's also a passionate educator and she's hosting some upcoming workshops that you will not want to miss. So at her upcoming workshop called Reverse Engineering Real Estate, she's going to dial into the right investment strategy for you based on your current situation, your personal goals, and your resources that you have available. She's going to give you the tools you need to start investing immediately after completing the workshop. To get more information about Danielle and their upcoming workshops, please make sure to visit events dot strategic success consulting dot com again that's events dot strategic success consulting dot com you won't be disappointed danielle is a wealth of knowledge and loves to share her expertise thank you danielle for being an awesome supporter of the right club and sponsoring our podcasts now back to the podcast and then so when you look at that you have to be able to watch those factors in that economy, which was obviously oil and gas, which we also is a big player here as well. But when it went down here, the agriculture still was going, the potash was still going, the uranium still had things going on. So there's enough of it to just keep cycling. And we also have some of the largest gross domestic product out of all of Canada leaving this province. And then if you look at all across Canada, if you look at Toronto and Vancouver, right? Those are anomaly markets. Those are totally, totally hot markets that are now starting to cool down, right? But again, that was predictable. Like I talk to people when they think that's going to last forever. I'm like, are you delusional? It's just basic economics. What goes up must come down. Yeah. What goes down eventually comes back up. And traditionally, again, those are the two anomaly markets kind of in Canada, but traditionally they follow a seven to eight year real estate cycle. So it's very predictable for us knowing that right now the Saskatoon market is pretty much bottomed out, which is why we're buying and trying to gain control of as much as we possibly can to hold on for the upswing. Now, when we do that, we make sure those properties cash flow because we don't want to go backwards. We want to still at least be able to make some money. Absolutely. So can we get an idea of one of the properties that you bought, like price wise, what does it rent for in a current market? I mean, you mentioned Toronto and Vancouver. That's, that's quite expensive. I mean, you're looking at 500 for a condo on its own. You're looking to have a million plus for a house. You'd have to go an hour and a half to two hours out of the city to find something reasonable. But I don't know much about Saskatchewan and Saskatoon. Can you give us some insight on what that looks like? For sure. So like Alyssa was mentioning before, we have our fund to flip model where we go get the cash deal, right? So whether it's a distressed property or distressed owner, whatever the reason is. So one example we're dealing with right now, we bought a property for 150,000 as a fund to flip deal. Okay. So cash, we go in, do two grand worth of renovation because our format is that we provide safe, sound and secure housing to our tenants. Okay. And so then we get the property of uh, appraised right at the end of the renovation. So it came in appraised at 200,000 because now it's going to be a cash flowing revenue property, right? So this one's going to rent for $1,300 into our tenants. Mm. But what we do is now we want to sell this property that's appraised at 200,000 to our hassle-free landlord owner. Okay. So they're actually going to purchase the property. They're going to put the 20% down and they're actually going to purchase the property. And then that's how we pay our original cash investor back. And then for us, we take all the risk away from our hassle-free landlord owner because we become their guaranteed tenant. So on that exact deal, the investor is actually, what we do is we pay the investor a 15% return on their down payment money. So really quick numbers are, I can't remember exactly the mortgage, property taxes and house insurance, but at the end of the day, the investor is going to make a 15% annual rate of return on their money. So they're going to cash flow 
passively every single month over $500 a month on that one $200,000 property. Wow. Yeah, after their, after their mortgage is paid, their taxes are paid and their uh, um, insurance. Wow, that's phenomenal. And yeah, it sounds like there's a lot in that portfolio and, and uh, there's a lot of opportunity to be had in that area. At those numbers, 15%, I know even with, with, our, with the rent-to-own properties, that's what we're kind of looking at for our investors and they love that. But it's, uh, yeah, they're, they're not the easiest to find either, right? So that, that's the cool part is that you guys are out there sourcing it, putting the whole package together. And I love it, the kind of the hands-free or hands-off approach that they can do passively and allowing you guys to do what you do best. So for our listeners, like I said, April 23rd is going to be an awesome event. We're going to hopefully have a lot of people out there. Tell us a little bit more about what you're going to be speaking about that night when what our Right Club Nation can kind of look forward to. So basically, <laughs> we just want to share our knowledge. So we can do anything and everything to do with residential real estate. So creative financing is obviously our forte because again, started with nothing. We had to get creative with OPM, right? Using other people's money and creating these brilliant win-win situations. And I think for us, that's really been the competitive advantage because a lot of other people are like, oh, well, I'm just going to join venture. I'm just going to do this. They, they really like to play small. But for us, we have team members, we have systems. We want to really play big. And one of our biggest strategies is that we always said we'd rather have a little of a lot than all of a little. But yeah. some people have the all of a little um, and that works for them. And that works for them. Yeah. And that's okay. So we want to kind of talk about that. We also want to talk about different cyclical trends in the market that are easy to kind of spot once you know what you're looking for. And maybe in those pieces in that market, what's the best way to adapt? What, what are you looking at to adapt in that market? And I think the other one that gets left out in left field a lot is culture. Learn the culture of the area you're going to invest in. It's not that difficult to figure out the people and their, where they flow, how they flow, what works for them, what doesn't work for them. I think that's something, and, I, and I'll, I'll just quickly touch on like Saskatoon. When that boom hit, there were all these massive builders that came in thinking they're going to make millions and millions of dollars building million-dollar houses here. Well, in Saskatoon, a $500,000 house was a Taj Mahal, like it was a massive palace, right? To most people here. So there's all these people that came in and built these million dollar houses. Those houses are still sitting empty because mm. no one will buy them because the people here went, oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine spending a million dollars on a house, right? But at the same time, when people looked at the economics and looked at the net worth of people and on paper, they can afford it. They can afford it. But the mindset wasn't there, right? Mm. And so that's why I think that's something that's heavily left out. Culture, culture, culture of the people. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why I also like to focus on the bottom of the market. I mean, it doesn't have to be like the ghetto or anything like that, but no matter what happens, if you cash flow, you probably cash flow better on something that's a little bit lower. But if people need to downsize, if people can't afford that, you know, Taj Mahal rent, they're going to go into regular house that we have. So I think personally, even though I'm a real estate investor, like I don't like huge amount of risks. So I found that the bottom of the market without being the ghetto, like a B kind of blue collar working neighborhood where house prices are decent, rents are decent, and people are probably going to be renters for a while. That is my bread and butter. And that's what I like versus I'm going to go to Toronto and buy a million dollar house and rent it for like, I don't know, 3000 and still have to put in money. Because at some point when things turn, and, and they always do, you want the person, you want the, the tenant still there in your property. You don't want them to say, sorry, you can't afford this. And then you've got a bunch of vacancies and mortgages to pay down. And you hit the nail right on the head on another big topic that we'll be discussing, which is emotion versus the economics, like the math. This is probably one of the biggest mistakes people make. 
if I wouldn't live there, I wouldn't rent it. I wouldn't own it. I wouldn't invest in it. Well, not everybody lives like you. And if you're going to go with that mindset, you're going to lose money every time. I always say one of the most difficult properties that we bought and acquired in our portfolio was the house that it's a triplex, but I live in the triplex and I was going to live there and I am living there. And I was like, Oh my God. And thank God I had a great business partner and I was, well, I have a great business partner. And I said, you just got to look at the financials. I can't look at this place anymore. I'm too emotionally attached to it. You just, if it makes sense, let's do it. Let's put the offer in. Let's buy it. If not, let's move on. Cause I was already thinking about, Oh, I'm going to put this here or there. And it's so much easier when you remove the emotion out of it. In this case, I was living there, but still, if it wasn't going to be a good deal, I didn't, didn't matter how great the living accommodations were. Right. Yeah. So, so ladies, just out of curiosity, I mean, in Ontario, the landlord tenant board, the residential tenancies act, all that stuff, like it's, it's very pro tenants. What about in Saskatchewan? Honestly, they're all very pro tenant. It's just there's various levels of how pro they are. Saskatchewan is probably one of the better ones to be slightly more fair. I mean, in our worst case scenarios, we've had eight weeks with a tenant in a property max that we were dealing with through rentalsmen. And I've heard horror stories of like years with you guys. And that is honestly, when we look at different markets, that's one of the biggest things we look at. It's one of the very first things because we are dealing in rental properties. What are the rules? We're fine with playing within the rules as long as the rules are going to work okay either way. And the reason we have to do that is because, again, in the hassle-free landlord model, we literally take all the risk. So if there's a vacancy, we eat it. Literally, 100%, right? So we have to make sure that we know our rules and everything. Because I can eat four to six weeks worth of lost rent. I can't eat six months. That is insane. Yeah. And that sounds like what a great kind of program. That sounds like similar to what, what Jag does with the rent owner. It's a true partnership with your landlords or with your owners of the properties where you're maintaining it, taking care of it. You're seeing the upside. And if there is a down, you're going with them on the down as well too, yes. doing both. So that's is a really true partnership versus your conventional property management approach where yes. collecting a percentage of your rents. So maybe talk a little bit about little the difference between, a, I call it the quote unquote conventional property manager and what you do. Yeah, so this is what's super interesting. We are not a property management company. So in Saskatchewan, you actually have to be licensed through a brokerage to run a legit property management company. And so for us, we didn't want to go that route. So we were like, hey, what's the gray area? What's the workaround? Because there's always a gray area and there's always a workaround. You just got to find it. But essentially what happened- Like true entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) What? No? (laughs) (laughs) So basically what happened was that, and again, this was through Rich Dad Education. We kind of learned some of the loopholes, right? Again, they didn't train us on everything. Like we, we're very creative when we kind of melded a bunch of things. Like really all of our, all our hassle-free landlord program really is, it's, it's a twisted manipulated rent own where instead of where the rent own tenant has the option to execute the contract, we switched it so that the homeowner and the optioner gets to decide if we get to exercise our purchase option contract. Oh. Right. So essentially though, what it is, is like, so we become the tenants and then in the lease agreement, it says we have the right to sublease the property to anybody we want. And we are also going to take the risk on whatever might happen on the property or with that tenant. So if the tenant does a midnight move, we still have to pay rent. If the furnace blows up, we just go in and fix it or put in a new one and we don't cash call our investors, right? They never get billed back for any of this stuff 
unless they choose to boot us out of the contract and keep the property for themselves, which is one of the options, but it's a long story. So basically, yeah, at the end of the day, we take all the risk, they get a set return. And for us, if it's a lemon of a house and we make nothing, oh well, we spread it out over hundreds of properties, so we're willing to do that. The craziest, most riskiest place for a real estate investor when you're owning cash flowing rental properties is when you have one to five doors, because if every one of your doors goes vacant, I hope you have big deep pockets so that you can cover all the expenses. That's a really unique way to strategize and to, to create deals that work. I mean, I, I don't think I know anyone else that's doing it the way that you're doing. So kudos to you and it's very, very, very creative. We can keep talking forever, but um, we, we got to move on to our famous lightning round. And I'm really excited. So you guys can either answer this together. If you have two different opinions, feel free to uh, share those as well. So you ready? <laughs> it's now time for the lightning round. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Sarah Larby. Sarah's goal is to help other Canadians create wealth and retire earlier through real estate investing. Ever wonder how to find, screen, and manage the very best tenants? Go to www.sarahlarby.com to download her free guide. How about where to invest? If so, Sarah is also giving away a free checklist to determine where you will want to buy your next investment property. Check it out on her website. Awesome. So question number one of our lightning round, what is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Oh my gosh. Be authentic. Stay authentic. Go after things authentically. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Okay, cool. Question number two, what is your favorite real estate investing resource? <laughs> Rich dad, poor dad book. <laughs> Everybody needs to read that. That changed yeah. my world. Paradigm shift everywhere. Oh my awesome. God. Yep. Absolutely. I, I'm a testament, Sarah, obviously so many of the right club members, the people that we talk to not only change like their like professional life, but just personal life, just the, the, the mindset as well too. So yeah, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Great book. So number three, what is the one attribute? And you can each an answer this ladies. What is the one attribute that has made you most successful? I, I think it goes back to being authentic again. We just don't give up. We are ourselves. And like I said, no plan B. Yeah. yeah, for myself, I think it's just, I'm a hard ass. And for me, I just, I don't take bullshit. Like again, <laughs> off of authentic, but yeah, know yourself. I love it. I love <laughs> it. So, and you guys have been so gracious with your time this Sunday morning. But the last question of the lightning round, on a typical Sunday morning, what are you guys up to? What are you guys doing? So for me, I work 24-7. And people tell me, you can't work 24-7. I'm like, okay, do you want to follow me around for a week? But whatever. <laughs> you do you, right? So I would be here at the office working. I have a 12-year-old boy and a fiancé who would disown me if I worked 24-7. <laughs> so I'm, I'm one of those that, that pretends there's balance in life. <laughs> Join the club, right? <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. So if people wanted to reach out to you, our Right Club Nation, where can they go to know more and reach out? So multiple ways. First is check out our website. It's yep. epicallianceinc.com. And I'm sure there's going to be links somewhere or whatnot. Yep. Uh, then people can always check us out on Instagram and on Facebook. So we're Epic Alliance Inc. on there. And then I always say I literally legit work all the time. I always have my cell phone on. So if you want to reach out, feel free to give me a call. My number is 306-717-7848. And my number is 306-717-3351. 
Wow. Guys, that's amazing. And we are so excited for you guys to come out on April 23rd to meet the Right Club Nation in person and, and share your knowledge. Thank you so much for your time today and look forward to meeting you in person. We just want to share our character and our uh, business card because everyone's always like, oh, it's the girls. We're like, yeah. Nice. I love it. Awesome. I love it. It's like a little bit of a Vegas sign in the background, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's where we got the character drawn, so we incorporated it in. I love um, it. I love um, amazing. It. Amazing. And sorry, what before we let you go, any final words of advice or anything else that you'd want to let the listeners know about? I don't know. I'm just super excited to get out there. Yeah. And thank you so much for letting us be on your stage because we just love sharing our knowledge and our crazy selves. So. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, ladies. And also, like, it's awesome to have some great ladies doing it out there being actively in investing and making it work because as another woman like this industry there's a lot more men than there are ladies so it's great to have you both and kudos to everything that you've accomplished so far it's okay sarah you can say it it's great to have women out there kicking ass <laughs> absolutely absolutely well, they call it lady balls <laughs> all right cool see you ladies in april Awesome. Okay, thanks. Bye. 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 Wow, Sarah, my mind is spinning. What a great, like, great set of ladies out there kicking butt out in Saskatchewan with a really, really unique strategy that they're implementing and helping so many property owners that don't want to deal with the tenants, the toilets, and basically call it a space, paint, all the BS that comes along with owning the property that they kind of have a great package that they're offering. What an awesome, awesome strategy. Absolutely. I'm really excited to see them speak live and also talk about the cycles of real estate investing because we haven't discussed that in the past. I mean, we've been in the past 10 years, I think in a little bit of a bubble and especially in Southern Ontario where things just kept going and going. And of course there was like a little blip when there's a few changes that the government made, but altogether, I mean, we haven't seen a full cycle yet. So what to look out for, what type of properties to do at which time, when to buy, when to sell. We all have, whether we're in Saskatchewan or in Ontario, there's, there's cycles. Some of them are longer than others. Some of them are worse than others, but I'm really excited to hear that part from both of them. Yeah, that's right. And that's the cool thing about the Right Club is, yes, we want to celebrate everybody's successes, but we also want to learn from the mistakes and maybe missteps that people have taken along the way so that you don't have to make that mistake. And the way that they were able to adapt in the market from vacancy rates at 0% going up to 10%, like that's huge. Imagine that in a market where you have, well, they do have like $40 million worth of properties and that 10% spike, that's crazy. That's vacancies, people here, these days around GTA area, you throw up a property, it rents out pretty quick. Like almost, like I said, I almost made the mistake. I, I think I put it too low, but it's it the rents are out there. So when the market changes and you have to adapt. It's great to see that people are doing it. There's other options. There's different ways to do it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm really excited. And the other thing I want to do before we depart and we leave is I want to thank you guys for rating and reviewing our podcast. And I just wanted to thank you to some people specifically that have left a review. And so I wanted to just call out the Hutch one. He left a great review saying, great podcast, guys. Keep them coming. Hearing the combined experience of the right club and is hyper-local. 
in the GTA. It's so valuable. So thank you so much for that great review. Aaron Gallu, Sarah and Alfonso are just as energetic, interesting, and educational on the podcast as they are in person at the Right Club events. I highly recommend them both. They have each had a huge influence in helping me to invest in my first property this past year. Actually, Aaron did a deal with you, a rent to own. So that is awesome. I'm happy for them that they got their first property. Yeah, for sure. Aaron and Brandon, they were awesome. And we did a rent to own property up in North Bay. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is that we're surrounding ourselves with people that are aspiring to do more is that continuous improvement, right? So if you've got none and you want one, Hang what, who was saying, you, you got to hang around with those people that to aspire you to do more and more and whether that's more properties, more, more time, whatever that goal is. So I, I love that. And thank you so much for those reviews. And, and we definitely appreciate it. We want to hear from you. Definitely rate and review the podcast. Email us, alfonso at the right club.com, Sarah at the right club.com. Get at us. We want to know what you're thinking for podcast guests for future event topics, things how we can improve the podcast or the live events. We want to make this about you guys and, and hopefully that you're enjoying it and we keep doing it for you guys. And we, we really enjoy doing it, Sarah. It's a Sunday morning. I never thought I would be like excited waking up early on a Sunday to, to record podcasts, but learning so much and the knowledge that we're able to, first of all, acquire for ourselves because we're getting it firsthand, but then sharing it with with all the people out there. It's so amazing. And, and again, I can't thank you enough for pushing me and, and uh, getting me out of my comfort zone to do it. So I'm you having a lot of fun. A natural. You are awesome. So with that said, guys, thank you, Right Club Nation, for tuning in. And uh, we are looking forward to seeing you again next week and having you come out. And when you come out, and if you've heard us on the podcast and you haven't met us, come say hi to us. We, we love to hear from you. We love to meet all of you because everyone's got something that they can share and it's, it's about community. It's about being able to help one another. And that's really, truly why we're doing this. So thank you everybody. Awesome. See you next week guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the right club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at the where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.